Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Tyre Power. Think safety this February. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Two minutes past seven. Good morning to you. Going for a top of 31 degrees today. Our text line is 0427-154-166. We're asking the question, um, who is your hero with two first names, just like Tim David, who hit the winning runs last night for Australia Against New Zealand in Wellington, um, we've got some skew-if ones coming through as well. Bix, John John Florence. That's um, three first names. You John asked John. for two last names. Jarman Impey's come through. <laughs> Taylor Walker, Nick Murray, Charlie Edward. I mean, there's a lot of them, which is really good. Tim David was inspiring last night. So we thought we would speak to someone who has been absolutely outstanding representing Code Sports across the summer of cricket and will be ready for the footy season too. Bix, the last time I saw this man... I was sweating from every part of my body at mm. the Gabba, uh, 90% humidity. It was disgusting. So I looked my worst. He looked his best. Dan Cherney, good morning to you. Uh, you were wearing it very well, Jer- Well, she could to be with you and you two, Bix. Yeah, g'day, uh, Daniel. Firstly, let's start with last night. That was uh, quite remarkable, that finish. Uh, Tim David just found a way, and he's been in cracking form. Uh, at the moment, he's just a dynamite. Yeah, he is. I mean, it's funny with Tim David. I mean, he's sort of so much wanted coming into the Australian setup and such an unconventional pathway, and really, there's such a thoroughly modern cricketer. You know, um, and doesn't have a state contract, goes around the global circuit, making a lot of money, and uh, and then we sort of see him pop up every now and again. Obviously, in the Big Bash League, where he didn't have a great season with the Hobart mm-hmm. Hurricanes, and there was probably a little bit of doubt just as to whether he would um, cement his spot in that T uh, Twenty side ahead of the World Cup. Yeah, especially with a few good uh, middle-order contenders. Uh, you've got two very good keepers there in Josh Inglis and Matthew Wade, who both have claims to a spot. You've got guys like Matt Short, um, Aaron Hardy, Marcus Stoinis. So there was a bit, fair bit of competition around in that middle order, but uh, you know he's proven over the last three or four games uh, why he's just a lock for that side. And then, uh, yeah, just pretty much won it. I'm not, I'm not completely, completely off his own bat last night because Mitch Marsh had a key role as well, but uh, just getting it done at the death, 31, not out of 10. Um, just uh, icing his veins there at the end. And just, I mean, you look at the size of that guy, just the sheer power. Mm. Uh, it's just so hard to stop um, at uh, in key moments like that. And, and, he, and he proved it um, once more last night for Australia in, uh, in Wellington. And um, I mentioned earlier, it wasn't such a bad ball either. And he, he just put it into the absolute gap, which was enormous. But th- there was some discussion, uh, Daniel, around Australia resting some players, but Travis Head played and, and it was almost a full compliment. What was the, the thoughts there? And was there a, a slight change in uh, in plan? 
Look, I think um, they've identified this particular series and probably even this particular, I think that particular match is the one where they would try to bring together as close to a full-strength side as possible. And then they rotated, they rested a lot of guys through the white ball series against the West Indies, which followed the uh, the home test summer. And then um, obviously got these two tests coming up against New Zealand starting next week. But um, with, with only three more T20 internationals, now only two more uh, ahead of the T20 World Cup, uh, I think they, they saw this as a chance to try to get um, get as many of the big guns back as possible. I think particularly this this match where uh, you know you still got a, a week or so before the first test starts, so there's probably a bit more leeway. Um, you're probably less more likely to rest. I would imagine some of the big three quicks perhaps for the, that final game on the on the weekend. Um, but you know here they wanted to to make sure they have it cl- as close to as full strength as possible, which probably spells a bit of bad news for uh, for Steve Smith. Um, given that he wasn't in that 11, I think at the moment he is, you know, he does face an uphill battle to make it. I think he probably is the backup batter at best in that, in that World Cup squad. You've also got Matthew Wade, of course, to return, who uh, who missed that match through the birth of uh, his child. And uh, and then guys like Marcus Stoinis, um in particular, who's, uh, who's missed the tour through injury. So there's still a few guys who are probably on the fringes who could yet work their way back in. But no, it was, it's, it's, you're right, you're right, because it was... Uh, close to the best 11 that they have uh, have available. Just before we turn our attention to footy, we saw you reporting this morning, Dan, that it's unlikely Australia will play against Afghanistan and it's definitely not going to be in Afghanistan, of course, if that match or that series does go underway. So they're, they're probably looking towards it not happening? Yeah, look, I think it's, it's still up in the air. Um, there, it's, it's interesting here with the CA who have um, made this call in recent times since the Taliban Return to power, and and you know clearly you know, understand the reasons why they they've opted to um, to opt out of playing Afghanistan in bilateral series. I mean, there's probably a, an element of a double standard there when they play them in ICC tournaments. Although I, I understand the distinction, so it's the problem. Not, well, problem depends on which, which way you look at it. But ultimately, it's not as though things have really improved much in Afghanistan uh, at all. I don't, I don't say I don't profess to be a complete expert across the um, across. Um, the humanitarian situation, but by all accounts, it's no better for, for women or girls. If anything, it might be getting, might be getting worse. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose it's hard to say what. It's hard to suggest what might have changed unless they they feel as though that they've sort of made their statement. But so, uh, yeah, it's supposed to play three T20 internationals under the Future Tours program in August. Um, the players at the moment have been told to sort of prepare as though they are happening, but I don't think that necessarily means that they they will happen. And yeah, as you said, that they'll happen in the UAE if they uh, they do go ahead. Um, let's send our attention to football. The AFL hasn't had a great 36 hours. Uh, Joel Smith has had his uh, sort of drug charges, looks like they've been upgraded to consider uh, trafficking and supplying. And Taron Thomas looks like he's facing a lengthy period on the sidelines for for his, um, I guess, transgressions uh, you know, against women in terms of uh, violence and predatory behaviour. Not ideal and not something that the AFL want to be talking about when you're two weeks out from footy. No, no, of course not, Bix. I mean, uh, look, the off-season, I suppose, is always that period where um, clubs and the league uh, are always nervous that uh, these things will happen. And look, the truth of the matter is that across a broad uh, cross-section of players, um, things are going to bob up. And, uh, you know, clearly two players shouldn't taint the entire playing group. But... um, yeah, I mean they're, they're they're obviously nasty headlines for the league, and they are a distraction. Um, you know, both serious issues in their own right. Um, clearly, you're, you're right. The Joel Smith situation is elevated, which is already looking a bit grim for him, and, and perhaps for Melbourne, it was 
elevated another couple of levels when when those few further charges, um, which you know, appear at face value to be much more serious, um, came to light. And then there's the broader questions about what that means for Melbourne Football Club. And I know Max Gorn yesterday spoke and sort of rejected any suggestion that the club had a, a drug culture, but certainly. You know, um, mud sticks a bit when it comes to, to things like this. And then the, the Taron Thomas saga has been, you know, drawn out. Um, clearly, you know, this is um, he's had several transgressions, as, as you touched on. Um, I mean, not, you know, clearly only a fraction of it has played out publicly in terms of the specifics, but you know, from what it sounds like, there, there, there is a, a glut of text, me- text messages. And um, it doesn't seem to be a guy who, who was learnt. Um, it was learned. I mean, I, I, you know, I think he's protested his innocence at certain levels, but um, you know, it's hard to imagine he's not facing a, a, a monster suspension. And then, you know, if he does get that for the bulk of the season, uh, hard to see how he would play again for North Melbourne or, or perhaps for any club in the AFL. Uh, it's a, um, a shame at some level for North Melbourne, although they did put it past them uh, yesterday with, with a very impressive uh, match simulation win against Collingwood. Of course, in mid-February, the Pies had a lot out, but. Um, you know, given the low ebb from which North Melbourne are coming from on the field, uh, that was uh, a real cause for optimism for, for North fans, and there's, there's a lot of excitement around the roost this time of year. Just before we let you go, we also saw on Code Sports yesterday that uh, Peter Vlandis has declared the NRL has dethroned the AFL as Australia's number one sport. Is he okay? <laughs> I'm surprised that he thought it needed to be dethroned. I would have thought he would have thought that the league was number there? one already. <laughs> um, uh, he's um, now Peter Volani is great for Australian sport. He makes things very colourful. Um, you know, throws throws a few darts out there. Um, sees if the you know sees if the AFL bites on any of these things. Look, it's good to have. I think he'd be he, he perfectly suits rugby league and racing. You know, they need to make a bit of a song and dance, a bit of a splash, taking them to Vegas. Um, you know, clearly he's he's not without some skill and and um, and some cheek. So uh, uh, look, we'll see how they go in Vegas. Uh, look, league, but from afar seems to be going very very well at the moment. But um, I still suspect it suggests suggest that the AFL still has them covered on many key metrics. But um, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Mm. Look, I guess the fact that it's played, you know, nationally here, sort of in pretty much every state. This is AFL as opposed to the NRL, which is sort of Sort of mostly, mostly eastern seaboard, not much else. But anyway, um, and I think if the AFL are worried in their off season, I reckon the NRL will be a little bit worried about this trip to Vegas, wouldn't they? I reckon once the game finishes, they'd be wanting to get them on the plane pretty quick. Wouldn't want them to let them loose there. But uh, Daniel, we love chatting to you. Thanks very much for your, for your discussion this morning. No, no worries, guys. Good to be here. Dan Cherney there from Code Sports. You can always uh, have a listen to what he has to say and read his amazing articles. You can follow him on the socials as well. It is 12 minutes past seven. Going to come back with more nominations for um, legends with two first names, Mark Bickley. And don't forget, a little bit later on this morning, we are going to be joined by the voice of F1, David Croft.